0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Happy Wednesday. Um, my mouth is a little bit sore today because I went to the dentist and, you know, I don't, I just have a bone to pick with, with dentists and, um, what do they call dental hygienists? Their assistants? You know, the, the one today was pretty nice, but every, have you ever had like a dental hygienist that just tries to talk to you as they have 15 tools in there in your mouth and they're, like, trying to carry on a full conversation with you. No, oh. that's not to me. Okay, well, maybe it's just me. All the while, your jaw is cramping because they're like, keep your mouth open. And I have, like, a tongue with a mind of its own. Like, my tongue just, like, I can't, like, keep it still. And it hits one tool. And they're like, try and keep your tongue down. And, like, it's just my jaw cramps. And then they're trying to hold a conversation and all this stuff. But, no, I hate being poked and prodded. Like, the chick that I had today, she was, like, poking me. With the little pointy tool, with my gums, and I was like,
1: hurts well, they a little do bit. That, they they do that. They go around the gums and like they poke it and like test the how strong your gums are, right?
0: I guess, but it's torture and it hurts
1: sometimes. <laughs> What's well, that supposed to hurt?
0: Well, it does. So let me let me get one of those pointy tools and point it in your gums. <laughs> I bet you it'll hurt. And she was like flossing my teeth, and she was like yanking the floss in there and i was like gosh like goodness gracious can we be a little bit more gentle please like i don't floss this hard <sighs> anyways i just had to get that off my chest my teeth are a little bit sore today but anyways um got a lot to talk about kind of well that the crumble
1: that you eat that's that's what it is
0: <sighs> speaking of that i did have to go to crumble after today <laughs> every week i go it's a weekly thing um not ashamed to admit it today they had uh the honey bun flavor and buckeye brownie honey yeah. bun was I, I give it seven and a half eight out of ten fine it was good buckeye brownie very rich um a lot very chocolate but yeah also, Aaron
1: but... wants to go and, and get that one that's the one that she wants to try we still good. haven't used her ten dollar gift card because uh i've been waiting for like a blueberry cookie or something like that um You're but they haven't had a while. it yeah but the confetti one looks good uh, yeah. I do want to, uh, the honey bun one was good
0: honey one was good I give it a solid eight out of ten seven and a half eight out
1: of ten. Oh, it's cinnamon okay yeah I'll like that one for sure because I I love cinnamon that
0: cheese. one's good those are the only two I got today was buckeye brownie and the honey bun I didn't really care for the orange one that they had I was like yeah. mm, I'll pass and then the confetti one I don't know I'm I'm hit and miss with the cream cheese frosting I'm just like "Nah." I think I'll pass on that one. I didn't get my, my favorite oh, sugar cookie, though. Oh, it has cream cheese on it? Well, it's Only the frosting has... is pink cream cheese. Yeah,
1: no, uh, I don't like cream cheese, so nope, yeah. won't be getting that one. Yeah,
0: so I'm just like, eh, I think I'll pass. So I just got Buckeye Brownie and Honey Bun today. Delicious. Highly recommend it. Um, yeah, that's a weekly thing for me. But anyways, <laughs> don't, don't get me sidetracked. I like plan my Sundays. That's like my highlight of the day is I look to see what the menu is, and then one day of the week, I decide, okay, gotta go get it. Gotta build my my day around going to get Crumbled today. I have a problem. I spend so much money there. It's really bad. But anyways. Um, what can we talk about today? Oh, uh, the Jokic, not getting a Christmas game. A lot of people upset about that. Um, Bones, not named to an all-Summer League team. Don't really care about that as much, but... He was, I don't know if you saw the stat, he was one of the most efficient scorers, him and Bull Bull, <laughs> in the whole summer league. I think I think Bones was the second most efficient, and Bull was the third most efficient. Yep. Um, and then there's some some light Broncos news. Um, Drew Locke seems to be putting together a good camp, another boring practice, though. Von Miller had a baby. So a few things we could touch on today, but I guess first we could start with um, Jokic and the Nuggets. The NBA released their schedule recently, at least for opening night, and the Christmas Day games. Nuggets did not get a Christmas Day game. The Utah Jazz did. A lot of people were like, the Jazz got a game, and the Nuggets didn't get a game with the MVP. Um, And the the Nuggets will open with the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix on October, was it 20th, 30th, I think it is? Something like that. Um but your thoughts on them not getting... Yeah, it's October 20th at 8 p.m. So they have a night game. Um, not getting a Christmas Day game. I didn't really care for it, to be honest.
1: No, I, I actually don't like when they have Christmas games. Um, I think part of it is that I hated when they had Christmas games when I worked there. Because um, then I had to do them. And obviously it's on Christmas. But I, I, I don't like having that stress. I like to just be able to have fun and then watch the other games uh, and not worry about it. So I'm... I'm more than happy that... The only bummer, I guess, is they don't get the Christmas jerseys. Right. That's probably the only, like, bad thing about it. But other than that, I don't I don't mind. I mean, I I do think they should have been in there instead of the Jazz, even though the Jazz were the one seed last year. So I guess that makes sense. It should have been maybe the Jazz and the Nuggets as the late game. Um, but you got to have Luka in there, right? The NBA, like, I, I think... The NBA is kind of in a tough spot because there are so many great young players that you want to highlight those the stars, uh, especially on Christmas. So you got to have Luka. Um, I guess, I mean, for Utah, I mean, I guess you want Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, but still, I, I think I would have picked the MVP over him, but they were the one seed last year. So how did, you know, no Jamal Murray by Christmas. Uh, well, hopefully. Um, so, let's <laughs> not rush it, Jamal. Um, you don't need to play on Christmas. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't really care. Um, for the N, like from the N- NBA standpoint, though, I, I don't really get why they would have picked Utah over Denver. I think that's the only one that I'm kind of scratching my head with.
0: Well, that and because here's the slate of games at 10 a.m. our time, Mountain Time, but 12 p.m. Eastern. You have Hawks Knicks. That's one that I could care less about watching. Like, I get they had a great series and all that, but I could really care less about watching that. Then you have Boston, Milwaukee. Okay.
1: Yeah, real quick about the Knicks and Hawks. You got Trey Young, uh, a star in, in Atlanta. And usually that first game, I think the first game is usually two East teams, and the last game is two West teams. Yes. Um, so out of the East, well, you can't put the Nets in that early game because you need them to play the Lakers in more of a prime time, right? Um, so, and I don't think, the, the Bucks aren't playing, right? Are the Bucks yeah, in there? Yeah, they are.
0: They're, they play the second game. So, they, it's Boston at Milwaukee, which is fine. Um, you know, again, it's not like something like, ah, I need to watch those those two play. The right. The two games I'm excited for, and I think they hit the jackpot on, is Golden State Phoenix. I think that'll be a fun game. Yep. Uh, assuming Golden State is fully healthy and then Nets Lakers obviously um Dallas Jazz I could really care less about um, right. but it's Luka and he's he's one of the young faces of the NBA I don't know I mean I think you could easily replace Atlanta Knicks and I get having you know two Eastern teams to maybe have the early game but
1: yeah well the, the two early games are Eastern Conference teams I mean so you... Would have to fit the nuggets into the final two games.
0: I mean, what if you would have done I think this would have been more interesting if you did it this way. Um uh Boston, Milwaukee, game one, Clippers, Dallas, game two, you get a rematch of that series, you get well, you won't get Kawhi, but Paul George and Luca. Um, and then keep the Golden State Phoenix, um, Brooklyn Lakers, and then Utah Denver. I mean well, I think that would've been a fine slate right
1: there. there. That second game doesn't work because again, I, I think they have to they have to pick they have to have four Eastern Conference teams in those first two games. I mean is that like I don't, a mandate? I, I don't I don't know if it's mandated, but it makes sense to have the first two games be Eastern Conference teams, last two games being Western Conference teams, and then the middle game is your uh, NBA Finals preview, right? Like, all those years with Golden State and Cleveland. Like, that was your... Well, I mean, there's, there's
0: five Eastern teams playing. Um, or, excuse me, yeah, four. Five. Four Eastern teams playing and, and four, five Western teams playing.
1: Well, I don't know.
0: It's 5v5. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's 5v5. Yeah. So, you, you got to have it split. So, I think... I, I think the only team that you could have replaced the Nuggets with is probably Utah.
0: I think Dallas. I don't really care to see Dallas. I mean, but it's Luca. But I just it's don't. That's, outside that's of Luka, team. it's just yeah, kind of like best. there's nobody else.
1: I mean, everyone you know wants to say you know Luca's the next you know best player in the world, right? So I think you kind of have to have him in there. I'm surprised. I, I'm honestly surprised the Pelicans aren't in there with Zion everyone loves Zion eh. so eh. but I, I don't know you you gotta have I mean the the amount of talent in the league is ridiculous so it's hard to figure out do you want to pick team over player or player over team like how how do you want to do that um, I think I'm I'm kind of surprised that Philly didn't get a Christmas game um, maybe I, I would have had Milwaukee and Philly play each other instead of Boston. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's New York, so, you know. Now that the Knicks are good, you got to have them on a Christmas game, right? Uh, Trey guess. Young and the Hawks—they got to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know. I I, I think I don't know what what else I really would have done. Um, the uh, the one one the one team that just I think is very odd to have in there is is Utah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if Jamal Murray was healthy too, it's a different story. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe they squeeze in there. That's Um,
1: probably why they're going to get one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Most likely. I just, I mean, I think it's interesting that as the MVP, you don't get a Christmas day game, but again, it's not like I'm to the point with all of this where I just don't, I don't really care. (laughs) He has nothing left to prove in my opinion. Um, The Nuggets as a team, obviously you would like to see them win a championship as a franchise, to legitimize them and the organization right. as a whole, but Jokic, I mean, I think I saw someone tweet out like, "Why are we making a big deal about this?" Jokic probably doesn't even care.
1: No, this. he's probably happy. He, you know, like, <laughs> he could cool, probably I don't care less either.
0: to play on Christmas, and yeah, he would right. probably prefer to, you know, be at home and, and just celebrating with his family or doing whatever he does.
1: Yeah. Well, so. and if I if I were a player, I'd want to play on Christmas like once or twice, but other than that, I'm like, I'm good. I I'll you know stay at home and spend time with family it's christmas you know yeah. like it, it must kind of suck for lebron because he has to play every damn christmas for 15 years yeah i mean when's the, when's the last time lebron has not played on christmas day
0: he's at least at home for this one so i mean i guess that makes it a little bit easier and Wait, it's what he's home like they're they oh. go to la so it's not like oh, yeah. they have to go to brooklyn um, right so i think that at least makes it easier and it's It's at least later at night, so, I mean, he could spend most of the day, I'm sure, doing festivities, whatever the case is, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it it does suck as a player every now and then, just like, you know, NFL players that always have to play at, like, the Cowboys, always having to play on Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. you know, like, that probably sucks, but, um, you know, it is what it is, but I'm I'm not terribly hurt about it, I know a lot of Nuggets fans are. It is what it is. I when a, a... but as
1: a Nuggets fan, why do you wanna? Why do you want them to play on on Christmas? I mean, sh- shouldn't you be doing other things than watching the Nuggets? I mean, I guess it's eight o'clock at night usually, so I guess not. But like, well,
0: I think it just goes back to there's still a portion of the fan base that wants to feel respected, um, like we we deserve our respect when
1: a championship, that, right? That's... Right,
0: and that's what I said. I, I said Jokic doesn't have anything to prove as a player in my mind, he's already right. in my mind, a hall of famer and an all time. Great. Um, now obviously a championship would be nice, but the organization, now that's a different story. You want your respect win a title,
1: um, Well, and, and here's the thing to, to the NBA, the nuggets aren't any like here in Denver. Yeah. People are excited about the nuggets. They're a really good team. We think they're one of the better Western conference teams, but to the NBA and the rest of the league, I, the, the Nuggets—they've made the playoffs three straight years. Cool. Um, they've been a top four seed in all of those years. Cool. They got to the Western Conference Finals once, and they lost in five. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're—they're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're no more exciting than to the NBA. The Nuggets are no more exciting than like. The Blazers at this point. The Blazers have done the same thing. The Blazers have made the playoffs three years. They went to the Western Conference Finals once. They lost in four or five. The Nuggets have done just as much as the Portland Trail Blazers. Like, I, why the Nuggets don't deserve that type of respect? They don't deserve the respect of the Lakers or 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 the Nets because well,
0: no, you'll never get that. Done it. That's just the league as a whole. You're, you're not going to get that. Um, you're never well, going to be treated like the Lakers. You're not going to be treated like the big market teams. So the quicker that small, mid-market fans just get over that and get past that, the better.
1: Well, you got to do what Golden State did in order to get that type of respect.
0: Yeah, but I mean, still, they're, they're in California. They're still a West Coast mm. team, big market team. So... Yeah, I mean to an extent, yeah. But even then, even if the Nuggets were to go on that type of role, I mean listen, San Antonio did that, and do you think the leave the league is like hurting because the San Antonio Spurs aren't good? No. They probably don't care, to yeah. be quite honest with you. So you just you just gotta get over it at a certain point as a fan. If you're Suns fan, Nuggets fan, Jazz fan, even Milwaukee fan, those type of fans. The NBA doesn't really care. I mean, they like that there's stars in that city, so at least they can make you somewhat marketable. Um, but if it was up to them, all of the big stars would play on the coast. So, it is it is what it is. Um, but I mean, I think we're both in agree you know agreement here that it's not it's not the end of the world that there's no Christmas Day game. Plus, we were just talking about it, and I saw a lot of people mention this. Nuggets always get their heads kicked in on Christmas. It seems like so yeah. we at least get to be saved. An irritating loss, um, but they do open up the the season with the Phoenix Suns, which I thought is interesting. Um, you have on the nineteenth, very first game, is Brooklyn Milwaukee. Then you have Golden State LA. Then you have Boston the Knicks. The next night, Nuggets Phoenix, and then Thursday night on the twenty first, you have Dallas Atlanta, um, which that, that one's interesting. Luca and Trey Young. Uh, then you got Clippers Golden State. And then Nets, Sixers, Suns, Lakers on that Friday. Um, so Thoughts about opening up with the Phoenix Suns, rematch of the the uh, what was that the quarters, whatever round mm-hmm. that was.
1: I mean, I I don't I don't I people make such a big deal out of the schedules. I really don't care about the schedules. Um, Go win it. I, I don't. I don't really have anything else to say. I. If I mean maybe if uh, Jamal was playing day one, I would care a little bit more just to say, "Hey, you know, go prove that you would have been the better team um, if Jamal was healthy." But other than that, I, I don't really care. I mean, entertaining
0: games. Game. I'm curious to see how people are going to view Phoenix this year. Um, yeah. If mm-hmm. if they're gonna be viewed as, you were a nice story last year, but now let's see if everything you did last year is real. Right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be keeping my eye specifically on the MVP race this year because I, I I better see Chris Paul at the top of the league and the MVP rankings when it comes down to it. Um, all the the uh, you know. Lifetime Achievement Award that they wanted to crown him with last year. He better be up there this year. I don't want to. I don't want to not see him up there this year because you know, God forbid, we didn't crown him for you know reviving a bad team, which he did. You know, he was a big part in their turnaround.
1: Well, sure. But let's not well, act they like they played. had pieces. Right. They they're they were a playoff team. They they were a playoff team before Chris Paul got there, and they won eight straight in the bubble. Yes, yeah, the bubble. Blah 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 blah. blah. But they had Booker and Ayton who were turning those corners. Would they have turned that corner without Paul? Yeah, I think so. Devin Booker is fantastic. DeAndre Drayton's really good. Been saying this for two, three years. It's They would have been a playoff team. Would they have been the two seed? No. But that's because Chris Paul is really good. But they would have been a six, seven, eight seed. For sure. They would have made the playoffs. But l- look... The, the Phoenix Suns, Booker was 24, DeAndre was 22. It, it, that's pretty simple. That's why they lost the NBA Finals. That's the only reason why they lost the Finals. Because if if Booker was 27 and Aiton was 25, I think they win.
0: Well, I mean, that and I don't think they had an answer for Giannis. Um, but, you know,
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah.
0: that, that was a big part of it, too.
1: That but, was a big part
0: of it, very large part of it. But, I but don't see, know.
1: Milwaukee I shouldn't have had answers for for Devin Booker. Devin Booker did not play well in the finals, in in my opinion.
0: I mean, didn't he have like two forty point games in the finals?
1: Yeah, but overall, like I, I just he had forty points and one assist in one of the games. Um, I, I just and DeAndre Ayton wasn't very good either, so. And that's a twenty-four year old kid and twenty two year old kid not knowing not understanding that you have to be great every single night. Like, yeah, Booker had two forty point games, but what did he do the other four games?
0: Well, according to Monty Williams, he did have a bum hamstring.
1: So Well, Giannis should have tore three of his ligaments in his knee. So I don't I don't know.
0: I think um Yes, I mean they didn't, you know, combined with youth, and Giannis, there was just there was a lot there that they had to combat. Um, But ultimately, I mean, I think I'm just curious to see the stretches of the schedule. I could care less really about you know the opening day game and Christmas Day. I just want to see what the stretches look like, because each year there's there's like two or three stretches, you know, whether it's an East Coast run, a West Coast run where you're gonna have golden state memphis lakers clippers um phoenix Mm -hmm. and i'm curious to see how many of those come before jamal returns and how many of those maybe after i'm sure they're gonna have you know a couple before um they're gonna have to try and weather the storm uh a lot of Are there
1: team... supposed to be a lot of back-to-backs and five and seven nights? Well, type they're of going thing?
0: back to the 82-game schedule. Now, it's right. still a condensed season. It's still not the okay. exact time frame, but it's a little bit more closer to the normal than, obviously, last year. So, I'm sure there will still be some back-to-backs and things like that, but obviously not to the extent that you saw it last year. Um but again, I think we're in agreement that hopefully this year, and it you know, we've heard the word service of it from Connolly and Malone that they want to rest Jokic a little bit more. Hopefully they take that more serious and hopefully that, that does get put into action. You know, hopefully on a Wednesday night in January, when you're down ten in the fourth quarter to Washington, you don't insert Jokic back in. You see if MPJ can just carry the load by himself. And, you know, maybe Will Barton. And guys like that. So they're going to have to sacrifice games early on in the year. Is that going to result in a lower seed? Most likely. I don't see how the Nuggets will be a top three seed, top four seed this year. I think they're going to be somewhere between highest four, but I think realistically four to seven, I think is where they're going to be at this year. But it also depends too when Jamal comes back. Right. You know, if he comes back in January – or February, like the Nuggets are hoping, February, March, maybe they have a chance to shoot up the standings like they did last year and make a push for that top four
1: seed. We'll see. I don't know. I would I'm... say three to six. I think that's where I'm my range is. <sighs> three if is you can so get...
0: high. Three is so
1: high. Well, they yeah, but they were. With the they addition have of been... Golden
0: State, I just don't know.
1: Sure, they could have easily gotten three last year, though. Um, so And that was with a bad start. Uh, a really bad start. I, I don't. I don't know if. I don't think they have one of those bad starts like they did last season, even without Jamal. Um, just because I think, and I and I've said this so many times, Jamal does missing Jamal does not hurt them in the regular season. It just doesn't, and and we saw that last year. They were great. They went from what six to four, um, six to three at one point. Oh yeah, as a regular Jamal. season
0: team, they'll be fine.
1: Right. Well, so then I, I don't think I just I don't think um, I don't I don't see them being a seven seed unless there's more injuries. Um, I, I think you have you have to have a like a catastrophe um, for the Nuggets to finish at seven. Uh, I think it would be a bad year uh, if they landed at six. My expectation, my, my expectations are three to five. They, they should be able to get anywhere between three and five. But, I mean, you like could
0: still seed. be a seventh seed and be, like, three games back of four. So just because you're a seventh seed in the West right. doesn't necessarily mean, like, you're a bad team. You know, you could still be in that. I mean, last year, what would we see? Like, Portland or whoever it was was the sixth seed, right? And they were, what, two games back of four or the Nuggets or something like that?
1: So... They, they were five games back behind four. Um... So, yeah, but I, I also uh, – I, I, I just – that they – that's – Portland won, won 42 games. I just – which is funny because they would have – that would have won your bet if the Knights only won 42 games. I don't want to
0: talk about it. That's in the past. Um, I've moved on. Gosh,
1: but, but those, like, those teams that won 42 games, Dallas – wasn't very good throughout the season Season. Um, Luca was pretty much just by himself Porzingis had injuries and wasn't very good Portland had a ton of just misfortunes and, and injuries the Lakers had a ton of injuries so those are the three teams that won 42 games the Nuggets yeah they lost Jamal um, and they still won 47 games so and most of those wins to be fair came from after Jamal was hurt <laughs> They got um, better after he got hurt. They got, right. <laughs> they they went on a stretch. So I just – I don't think that they end up lower than five. I, I, I think five is where that, you know, that could be some just unfortunate bounces to where you're in just weird tiebreakers where you lose a tiebreaker and so you, instead of three, you're at five, you know. Or the final game of the season, you you lose or you just don't want to win, so you just take the loss and you end up at five instead of three. That's where I see um, those type of things happening. But I do not see those type of things happening to where the Nuggets fall to seven. I I think there would have to be more injuries, like MPJ being out, Jokic being out, like those type of injuries for the Nuggets to fall to seven.
0: Full schedule will be released this Friday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. So... Curious to see how everything's going to pan out there and what that's going to look like. Um, moving on to the Broncos here. Vic Fangio recently said today that he's pretty darn close on naming a quarterback, that the information is almost there to where he's getting ready to name a starting quarterback.
1: Well, that sounds like your luck.
0: Uh, well... I,
1: mean, I, I I think it's if Drew Locke plays well in game two, then he has it.
0: I'm not ready to say because every time I think the Broncos will be use common sense, they don't. So I'm still holding out hope. Uh, well, I'm still holding my breath rather that uh, I, I just don't I just don't trust Fangio to make the right decision here. I just I would <laughs> not be shocked if he named Teddy the starter, which I don't. I don't know if Teddy's starting Game 2. I don't think that's been he announced
1: should. yet. He should be. I mean, at least that's what was said before the preseason started, was, hey, we're going to give them a fair shot. One guy's going to start Week 1, one guy's going to start Week 2. I don't know.
0: I just don't know how he's not... At this point, like, what what are we doing this for? Like, what are, we, how... what are we doing this for? I mean... Again, I just don't know what the advantage is to having Teddy Bridgewater be your starting quarterback this year. Maybe you win one more game. Maybe. Um, Maybe he's more of a sure thing to get you into a wildcard spot than Drew Locke. Maybe. But again, you ultimately know the destination of where you're going to be at if Teddy Bridgewater is your quarterback. So, if it's going to be somewhat similar, why are we even wasting time on this? It just doesn't make sense to me.
1: And I I, honestly, I think this is what it is. I I think it was always going to be Drew Locke, but the reason why they made it 50 50 was to put pressure on Locke.
0: They want to make him work for it.
1: They want to make him work for it. I I, I think he's got
0: the mental fortitude.
1: That's the only thing that makes sense because, you know, during the game. Uh, they were talking about how Drew Locke in Drew's interview um, during the game, he... You know, one of the main things for them was that he wanted to... He wanted to continue to do what he did, what he was doing in the final five games or so. Four games. Um, because he did finish the season better than how he started. I don't want to say he finished the season good, but, you know, better. So... If that's the case and he did finish the season much better than how he started, then the only reason to bring in someone to compete with him is if you have someone that you think is much better or to just put pressure on Locke and to say, Hey, you know, this is this is not your team yet. You have to you have to earn it, but I just I I think it's that also hurts him. So I think it's been a complete joke um to be honest, but I mean, it is what it is. Hopefully he can go out there, play well in in week 2 against backups um and officially win it. If he does not play well on Saturday, then there's an issue because he will be playing against backups. So what yeah, happens then?
0: I mean, he he's if he's playing up against the backups and he can't have a consistent outing, he doesn't necessarily have to have the the bomb shots or anything like no. that, but just look steady. That's one thing that you can at least credit Teddy Bridgewater for doing. He came into the game the other day on Saturday, and he just looked steady. He didn't mm-hmm. force anything. He didn't make mistakes. He looked good. He, he just kept kept things moving. Threw, I think he threw one or two touchdowns himself. That's what Drew Locke has to do. It, he has to find a way to stay steady because if he comes in and wets the bed, then it's all that confidence is like, Oh my gosh, now we're here again with this guy. Like, I don't know. But then again, it's preseason and I don't know how much stock you can put into it. It really just doesn't matter until we get to the regular season. Yeah. But a, I just think at this point it's pointless to keep this thing going. I hope Vic names Drew Lock as a starter, and I hope both you and I are wrong, um, because we're both not anti-Lock, but we're just not believers in what most people think he can be. Never been a talent yeah, issue; I mean, just a everything a else thing. issue, right? Um, did you see the NFL Top One Hundred list?
1: Uh, I saw. I saw that. Bowles was in there. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, He was at, what,
1: like 80-something? And then Justin Simmons is in there.
0: Yeah, that's all I've seen so far. Um, Bowles was... I want to say he was 82, I believe. That's not right, yeah. Let me see if I can find it. Um, Which... You know, good for him. Yeah, he was eighty-two, but that's another guy to where I'm still I'm still not a hundred percent sold on Um You know, they kind of lightened up on calling holding penalties last year. Not saying that completely contributed to his turnaround because I'm sure he did a lot of hard work and working with a guy like Mike Munchak, who's a Hall of Famer as an offensive lineman and a good coach in that area. I'm sure this has helped. I just don't know if Bowles is this perennial all pro now i'm still holding out hope um and to me it's just still a question mark there mm-hmm. i think he still has a lot to prove even though he inked that four-year 68 million dollar contract i just still think there's a lot to prove for Gary Bowles. are you sold on him because i'm not i'm not completely sold on him yet
1: no um no one should be. Uh it was one year, is one good year, but that does not replace the first three years. you know, 3 years of just absolute complete trash. Um I mean the guy was unplayable for 3 years. So congrats. He was playable last year. Go do it again. Um, <laughs> he was
0: playable last
1: year. Uh... I mean But but to be fair, I look, they brought in um the uh, offensive line coach, I'm, I'm blanking on his name.
0: Mike Munchak.
1: Yeah, Munchak. Uh, and I, that obviously helped a lot. So was it bad coaching for Bulls? Maybe. Um, but, again, it was one year. So you, even if it was the coaching, okay, well, the coaching is the same. So the production should be the same, right? So that, that's what they need to see. He, he should be... I, look, I wouldn't – I'm not going to say he needs to be a pro bowler. I just I, – I think he just needs to have a good year to where we're not hearing his name constantly. Um, you know, yeah. the less we hear anyone say Bulls, the better. Don't and be
0: it, top five in penalties. Yeah. Like you were top right. three, top two the first couple of years. But um, also I'll
1: say this. Uh, is part of Bulls' struggles – being well the the quarterback's be you know the quarterbacks that he was protecting were just fruitcakes back there just standing there doing nothing <laughs> <Say> fruitcakes <laughs> you know like they were like the quarterbacks back there <laughs> did not help the offensive line at no. all
0: no i think it's a combination of everything i think it's a combination of, of his issues um, a combination of coaching a combination of quarterback play fruitcakes um <laughs> fruitcakes, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think it's a combination of everything. and That's probably a cop-out answer, but I don't think it all can be blamed on him. You know, I think part of it, you know, when you have great quarterbacks, they also make things easier on their offensive lines by knowing where to go with the football. If they're mobile, moving out of the pocket, not putting their offensive linemen in a bad position to where they have to block for five seconds, I mean, that's impossible. So, yeah, I know I think it was a combination of all those things, but... You know, at the same time, I, I don't think it takes a professional coach to tell an offensive lineman, hey, you shouldn't tackle a guy <laughs> You know, when you're on offense. Um, I don't think it you know, you need a great quarterback to be like, hey, you can't choke hold a guy to the ground. That's a penalty. So while I do think some of it is him, I think there is external factors too as well. Um, which I think is also what's plagued the quarterback position too, I think you could say that about. I think all of the quarterbacks that have been here, combination of coaching that hasn't been right, um, front office not putting some of the guys that have been here in positions to actually succeed, you know, a la Pax and Lynch. You can even make the argument that Locke hasn't been given the best opportunity to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, offensive line play, skill position there for a little bit, talent. Um, but now it seems like for the most part, that's all been cleaned up. You have a Hall of Fame offensive coach. All right, well, offensive line coach, you have talent out the wazoo, uh, which one guy in Jerry Judy, who I honestly think could possibly, possibly, possibly be a top three receiver in the league within the next year or two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think he's that good. Um, and I think people aren't really he talking about the bowl him. He make a pro
1: bowl this year. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I would say his numbers with 17 games – should look like 90 plus catches, 1200 plus yards. Oh, 1300 should. plus yards. He Those should. are the numbers that he is capable of putting up. He is open every time. Every time he is open. He should have 90 plus catches easily.
0: Mhm. I agree. And he what was he at last year? Because I think he was just short of 1000 yards last year.
1: Yeah, he had actually numbers-wise a good year for a rookie. Um you know, obviously the drops hurt a lot, but he had, like, 68 catches for, like... He had
0: 856 yards last year. Yeah.
1: And how many catches? Like, 65, 68, right?
0: He had, um... Let's see. He led the team in yards. He had 52 catches. 856 oh, 52, yards. Okay. I mean, it's 16 so... and a half a pop. Um, and three touchdowns. But you have to okay. think, too, he played with three different quarterbacks last year. Right. If, you know, okay, I'll
1: say this. If he has 90 four plus... Four different digits, quarterbacks, really. Yeah. <laughs> Right, if he has 90-plus catches this year, then he should have at least 1,500 yards then.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, he should at least be in the 12 to 1,500. I mean, if he had 52 last year, and he didn't miss any games, right? Yeah, he played every game. Um, now, he got Drew Locke for 13 of those. He had Jeff Driscoll for three of them. Brett Rippon played in three. And right. Kendall Hinton played well, in three.
1: Well, think and about, think about the drops that he had. I mean, add those yards up. I mean, he if he... If he maybe catches, maybe he's ball,
0: around nine fifty.
1: Yeah, I mean he's really close to a thousand.
0: Well, not only or the drops right though, but how many times did Drewlock overthrow him as well? Right, or completely
1: miss him? <laughs> I mean, there was—I mean—the the picks that we we're talking about with the with the Patriots game, two of them, or I think both of them. I I think he only threw two picks that game, but both picks, Jerry Judy was on the right side, wide open. I yeah. mean, like, dude, just look, just you can honestly Jerry Judy is like a quarterback's best friend because he gets open no matter what like you could just stare him down watch him the whole time he will get open
0: and it doesn't matter what the corner is I mean no. a lot of people are touting how great the Broncos cornerback room is and I've already seen a highlight earlier in the training camp where he completely made Pat Sertan look foolish yeah and we just saw, really? saw him show up the other day um Kendall Fuller is it which, which Fuller do we have? Do we have Kendra Fuller or Kyle Fuller? Kyle Fuller. One of the Fullers. That guy. He made him look like a fool. I think, today, according to what I saw on Twitter. Um, completely burnt him. The, these guys can't. He's, he's one of the best route runners in the league. And I guarantee you, if the Broncos were on hard knocks, people would be seeing this. But oh, C.D. Yeah. Lamb's getting that right now. So a lot of people are, oh, C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb. I'm telling you, Jerry Judy... Within the next one to two years, I would not be shocked if we're talking about him as a premier wide receiver that's top five, top three in the league. Mm-hmm. Because he is just that good. He's not physically overpowering. He's not the fastest. But he's got a combination of good size at like 6'1". Um, he mm-hmm. He's got really good speed. He's one of those guys who probably ran like a 4'4"-ish. Four, four, yeah. I mean, that's still really fast. But he's he's football fast. So once he get it, I mean we saw him take the middle of the field. It was like a twelve yard catch. He made one guy miss and he turned that into like a twenty-seven yard gain.
1: Right. He ran a four-four-six.
0: So yeah, I mean so not overwhelmingly fast. You know, he's not KJ Hamler fast, who KJ's like four, three, four, two. But he's football fast, that if you make him miss, you're probably not gonna catch him, or if he makes you miss, you're probably not gonna catch him. So I just...
1: K.J. Hamler ran a 4 two, seven. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's
0: insane. Well, and that makes sense when you see that play where he just right. outran the coverage. I mean, there's some guys, Tyree Kill, K.J. Hamler, that just outrun your coverage. They don't even have to be great route runners. They just outrun you. But I just think Jerry Judy could be that type of guy, and... Again, we go back to it. Talent is not an issue for this team. I mean, we saw what Javante Williams can do. Granted, it was a preseason game. It was two carries. It's against backups. I get it. But he seems like a guy who's one of those fall forward type of guys. Very compact. Great receiver out of the backfield. Melvin Gordon, we know what he brings. You know, Noah Fant. Speaking of Noah Fant, I've been seeing that he's had some drop issues lately. Mm -hmm. And he might be on my list this year. I'm going to have to just get my own jugs machine and just start launching them to these guys. You know, MPJ. no <laughs> fan, Like, just rounds with them. Because these drops are going to kill me this year. Um, but yeah, fan, Albert O. So, talent is there. I'm excited for it. But yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't know how we got on Jerry Judy, but that was a great tangent. Speaking of top 100 list, I think he could be on this list next year. Oh, yeah. I'd be shocked if he he isn't.
1: He should be be in the top 50 next year.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, I literally think he could be one of the best receivers in the league here in a couple years, if not the best. I think he's that good. You know, he's open literally every time. I mean, we've seen highlight after highlight of what he does to DBs. I think it was Teddy Bridgewater that says, like, this guy was born without ACLs because some of the things his knees do – like, it, it's painful to watch. And, yeah. and it's true. Like, if you watch Jerry Judy play, his knees contort in ways that humans shouldn't be able to contort their knees. And that maybe he's just got loose ACLs. I don't know. But those things just like, phew, phew, they just stretch and move. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, but he should definitely be on this list next year. And then Justin Simmons coming in at 45 on the top 100 list. Um well-deserved.
1: Yeah. He came in
0: past Tyron Matthew. Um, I think he's ahead of Jamal Adams as well. I don't know if Jamal Adams made this list. Um, a lot of people feel that he's arguably the best in the league. And, you know, I think we've been in the camp of he's definitely top ten, right? Top ten safety. Right. Top five. I
1: wasn't sure if he was worth top five money. Um, I,
0: I don't know if he's won. I don't know if he's the best safety in the league, you know. But I think he's definitely he's he seems like another guy that's been tearing it up at camp. Apparently, mm-hmm. he had two picks today, so he might be poised for a breakout year. And maybe this year he establishes himself as the best safety in the league.
1: Right. I don't know. Um, well, but wait, look, he he proved me wrong because a year ago we were talking about should he be paid like a top five safety, and I said no. I think we both did. Um, yeah, we both did. Uh, so, does he deserve to be paid like top five safety? Hell yeah, <laughs> uh, he played great. He proved it. Um, now let's continue that. You know, let's prove that contract out. And and you know, if people want to talk about him being the best safety. Then he needs to go out and do it. But he's a top five safety. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, and look, I I am more than happy to say I'm wrong about these guys. Like, I am more than happy to say I was wrong about Justin Simmons. I was completely wrong about Justin Simmons. More than happy to say that. I hope I'm completely wrong about Von Miller. I hope I'm completely wrong about Drew Locke. Um, So we'll see. I hope I'm right about Jerry Judy. (laughs) Uh, So this team has the talent. We've said, like, everyone, Drew Locke included, they all have the talent. It's just a matter of putting it together and having the right coaching and Calling the right plays, putting Drew Locke in better situations, putting the defense in better situations, and staying healthy. And if, if they do all those things, they, they should be a really, really good team this year.
0: Yep. Yep, but good for Justin Simmons. You know, I'll say this. I definitely would prefer the Broncos with Justin Simmons than without him. Um, yeah. I'm still not convinced that he's the best safety in the league, but he's for sure, I think, in – has made the case that yes he is a top five safety in this league now where you have him is up to you but
1: yeah because there's a lot of good safeties in the league
0: right and and that's a that's a position that sneakily maybe the broncos have struck gold on because i mean we saw pj lock caden
1: Caden Stearns, and and pj lock good lord (laughs) yeah
0: yeah caden Stearns murdered a guy in the back of the end zone last (laughs) week and then PJ Locke he 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 looks like a Jamal Adams Tyron Matthew type of guy yeah. Earl Thomas he was undersized great. but he's just around the ball all the time
1: I could not believe how much he was around the ball like I cuz he was on the team last year I don't remember him playing at all last year um I could not like when I looked him up I thought he was a rookie because I could not believe he was on the team last. he played great he was absolutely just he was the second best player on on the field last uh, last week. Um, the the best was Patrick Sertan, but um, I, Locke was. That they like you said they probably struck gold with the secondary with Sertan, Locke, Caden Stearns, Justin Simmons. It's looking good. It's looking really really good. Yeah, and I
0: think it kind of solidifies that. Kareem Jackson's last year is this year. Oh yeah. And then they're oh, they're yeah. moving on um with one of those guys. Um yeah. but at least there's that's that's a position, D B safety, corner, that they have a lot of depth at. You know, yeah. I saw a tweet earlier that Ronald Darby arguably is having one of the best camps out of all the cornerbacks. And he's the guy they signed in free agency. And this is yeah. a guy that I don't know what the Broncos are going to do at corner. He
1: was in Washington, right?
0: Yes, he was in Washington. He, I'm like, like about Callahan, him. they both have had some injury issues, trouble staying healthy the past couple of years. So it'll be interesting to see if both those guys can stay on the field. But I don't know who plays it, outside.
1: I'm telling you, like, like here's okay, I'll say this. Like, when you look at this roster, this team is so much fun to play with, like in Madden right because you have so many weapons on both sides of the ball and like 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 we've said there's so much talent on this team they're gonna be one of the more fun teams to watch out of the teams that aren't like the top five teams in the league right because obviously the buccaneers the chiefs like those teams are fun to watch um because they're really good but the broncos are like one of those teams that aren't necessarily going to be a top five team or maybe even top 10 team in the league but they're going to be one of the more fun teams to watch because of all the talent that they have. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun.
0: And you know that they're just literally a quarterback away. Yeah. Literally they're, a quarterback away. Now from
1: being. now all of that all the Broncos fans have been saying that for last like the last 5 years. Now that is for the first time in the 5 years very true. <laughs>
0: yes. I absolutely. Now, you know, it's not just any quarterback away, but they're right. Aaron Rodgers away, a Deshaun Watson away from being I'll even throw Russell Wilson out there because you never know what could happen next year mm-hmm. from being in that Buffalo, Tampa, Kansas well, okay. city.
1: I'll ask you this. What if Drew Locke goes out there and throws 4,000 yards and has 30 touchdowns and 10 picks? What do you do? Uh,
0: Well, <laughs> at that point you're kind of <laughs> hamstrung because I'm assuming right. if he, if he plays that well,
1: now, remember, there's 17 games, so that's why like, I made okay. the numbers so high because I don't well, know what to expect with the 17
0: games. He played 13 games, and he was at 2,900 last year. So, I mean, if you gave him three more games last well, year, how he many probably gets to 4,000.
1: Let me pull out my calculator then. Okay, so how many yards did he throw per game?
0: Um, he threw 237.9.
1: In just thirteen games. So that would have been four thousand four thousand yards.
0: Right.
1: So okay, I'll say this. Let's say four thousand might be really easy for quarterbacks in with seventeen games. Um well, and
0: with this talent, I mean.
1: Yeah, okay. I'll say this. Forty five hundred yards, let's say Drew Locke throws forty five hundred yards, has thirty three touchdowns to ten picks.
0: Oh, that is a that is a drastic change from what he was at last <laughs> but,
1: year. Okay, but if I if I came from the future and said, hey, He's going to get 4,500 yards, 30-plus touchdowns, and 10 or less picks. Would you believe me? Or would you? could you see it?
0: Well, first, I would ask you, how, how is Nikola Jokic doing? And is <laughs> Philip Lindsay rushing for 2,000 yards?
1: Oh, dear God. And did I get hired by Kroger? With an extra game, Philip Lindsay won't run for 1,000 yards. <sighs>
0: okay, I'm not going to let you do this today. Even though he's on a different team, doesn't mean you can make fun of him and be mean. I made
1: fun of him when he was on the Broncos.
0: <sighs> okay, so 4,500 yards... 33 touchdowns to 10 interceptions feels aggressive. I don't know if he'll do that because he well, was at 16 and 15 last year. What if
1: it's like right. 20,
0: 26 and 12, well, 26 no, and
1: 14? Here's, here's what I would say, though. If he if he does a better job of taking care of the ball, those 16 touchdowns could, could have easily turned into 25.
0: I just think it's more realistic that he's in the 23 to 28 range than 30-plus range. Enough.
1: That's not good enough. He With 17
0: games, well, he should be able to throw
1: thirty touchdowns.
0: It depends on what type of team this is. Is this a run-first offense?
1: I think it's a good offense.
0: But is it run-first? Is their identity running the football, or is it passing the football? Because I think it's running the football.
1: Sure, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to – Look, that – they're not gonna have a two thousand yard rusher. Like you're not gonna have, you're not like they Drew Lock. Not would. Drew, Jesus, Drew Lock will not be in the same boat as like Tannehill last year, where Tannehill had a guy who ran for two thousand yards, so he didn't have to put up gaudy numbers, right? So Tannehill threw sixteen games last year, threw thirty-eight hundred yards, um. And had 33 touchdowns so even if you're telling me even if Melvin Gordon and uh, Williams go out there and and run for 2,500 yards combined and they have 20 plus touchdowns even if they do that Drew Locke should still have right around 3,800 yards right around 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns because that's what Tannehill did and are we saying Tannehill's an elite quarterback? Absolutely not. He threw he threw 33 touchdowns. Tannehill had 33 touchdowns last year. With a great, great running back. So I don't think it's even if their identity is run the ball, I don't think it's crazy to say that Drew Locke could have a really, really good year.
0: If he goes out and does what you you know, what you suggested. I'm assuming four thousand plus, thirty plus. Your next question is what do you do at quarterback, right?
1: Right. If if let's say Aaron let's say um you know the, the Packers lose in the divisional round, Rodgers wants out, Deshaun Watson stuff gets cleared, all of a sudden there's two available quarterbacks do you still look at trading Drew Locke? Because now in that situation, you can say, well, Drew Locke just had a career year. He's 25, 26 years old. So we'll give you, Houston, Drew Locke, so you can have your quarterback of the future. I'm not sure Green Bay would want Drew Locke when Jordan Love actually looked really good in the preseason. So um, I think they're okay with that. But let's say you go to Houston and say, and everything's cleared up with um, Deshaun Watson. Well, Deshaun Watson's only 26. So, let's say you give him Drew Locke in three firsts.
0: Man, that's a tough decision. Oh. I'm still going with the Proven. I'm still going with Proven. If I have a chance to get a Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers, I'm going after that because I don't think
1: I'll say this. If drew lock puts up those numbers, 4,000 plus 30 plus touchdowns and 10 or less interceptions or 12 or less interceptions, I'll say um, with 17 games, then I would be willing to trade drew lock in three first to Houston. I would not take Aaron Rodgers, And the only reason is age.
0: Oh, I mean, if he's on that Tom Brady plan, I don't know if it matters. If you get one Super Even Bowl enough. out of it, it's worth it.
1: Sure, but if Drew Locke puts up those numbers, they should be a playoff team and a really good team. Why why can't why can't Drew Locke, if he puts up those numbers, be a Super Bowl quarterback?
0: That's a fair point. I just don't know if we can go off of his what, you know, year? take your your the outlier year, your best year and your worst year. right Right. you're somewhere in well has he
1: had enough has he had enough of those though to say okay we can do that
0: no no he hasn't but i think you know when guys are special and maybe he's not like patrick mahomes russell wilson special maybe he's among like the matt's maybe his ceiling is like matt stafford
1: Dak prescott you know peak
0: matt ryan type of stuff which is still a really good quarterback You can still have success with those quarterbacks, make it to a Super Bowl, maybe even win one. Mm -hmm. But if you're telling me I still can get a Deshaun Watson or an Aaron Rodgers, I think think I'd still go that route because those guys are proven. That's just me, though. But listen, that would be tough. If he does that, that would be tough. It's a good
1: problem to have.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's what we want. How many
1: games do they win if he puts up those numbers?
0: Oh, if he throws for 4,500, 30-plus touch, like 33 touchdowns, I think you said. And he's got mm-hmm. somewhere between 10 and 15 interceptions. Screw being a – I mean, they'll still be a wild-card team because so I don't know if they'll be better than the Chiefs. But, I mean, I think they are in the divisional round. I think that's fair to say. I think you have a chance to win the divisional round if you're in there. You'll at least have a chance to win a wild card game. But we'll see. I don't know. That would be a great problem to have. Just don't know if that's realistic. I think I think if he can be around 4,023 to 28 touchdowns and 12 to 15 picks, I'll take that. I mean, I think that's enough to get you to the wild card. Mm-hmm. Because I, I do think this will be a run first football team. I think they're not going to put a lot on on his shoulders if, of course, he's starting. I think they're going to be mostly conservative, take shots when necessary, but not put a lot on his plate, run play actions, do what he does best, and just kind of keep the chains moving. They're not going to go out there and sling it around the yard because I think that's when you're going to get in trouble. But, I mean, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. All right. I think that's going to do it for us today. Unless you have anything else you'd like to say? Nope. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us, for Brandon Stowell on the other side. I am Stephen Preach, Jr. This has been the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast.